And now, presenting the Star of the Show podcast with your host, Delaney Swift. Hello, welcome to the Star of the Show podcast. It has been a long time coming, you guys. I think I had this idea in, I don't know, maybe summer of last year and really started working on it in the winter of last year and then planned on launching by February of this year. This is 2023 and it is now April, but better late than never, I suppose. I have recorded my intro episode multiple times. The the audio just wasn't right. And I think I was way too worried about, is it going to be perfect rather than just starting and launching it and adjusting from there? Honestly, that is one of my biggest problems and my setbacks is I am OCD and I want everything to be perfect before it launches. And that's just so unrealistic. I've launched businesses before. I've started blogs before. I've started online social media accounts before. I've tried, honestly, a lot of different things, and I feel like there just hasn't been anything that's fully stuck. And after a while, that started kind of weighing on me, and I started really getting in my head, like, does everyone think that I'm, I don't know, like, flaky or can't, you know, finish something? But then I started looking at it as, like, a strength and if you never try anything in your life, then you'll never know. And the more that I learn from other entrepreneurs, other podcasters, other, I don't know, content creators, and just people who are really living life on their own terms, any successful entrepreneur, businesswoman, or businessman is going to try a lot of things before they actually find the thing that works. And maybe you are only working on one thing for the whole time that you're, I don't know, you're working on only one thing. But I think a lot of people will still have setback after setback and want to quit at multiple times, you know, have to go back to jobs. I mean, think about, I don't know if anyone here has read um, Shoe Dog by the Nike founder, Phil Knight. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. It's one of my favorite books. But I mean, Phil Knight, when he founded Nike, he was so young and he had so many iterations of it before it was what we know it to be as Nike. It was literally called, um, oh gosh, now I'm blanking, Blue, Blue, I'm gonna have to look this up later. Blue Ribbon is what it was called. And it took him years to make it what it is today. And obviously now it's still growing and he's not even really involved with it anymore. I mean, it was Blue Ribbon. He had to like go to the bank a million times and ask for like a larger credit line, ask them to give him some grace with, you know, paying things off. He had to go back to his um, accounting jobs. He had to, he quit his jobs, went back to his accounting jobs. He got married. He had kids during this time that he was founding Nike and creating Nike and was so stressed out during all of this, all of these little iterations of Nike, um, all of the shoes were like, you know, different at the beginning. Of course, they were just started with running shoes. Anyways, my point to all of this is that anybody who does anything worth doing, whether you're a businessman or woman, whether you are a, a content creator, whether you're an author, you're an athlete, 
anything that you're passionate about is going to give you setbacks, challenges, bumps in the road. And you have to try a lot of things sometimes to figure out what you do and don't want to do. And that's just what I'm doing. And that's life. And if I tried something and stopped doing it or took a pause from it and never got back up and tried again or tried something new, then that's doing a disservice to myself more than it is to anyone else and who cares what anyone else thinks because this is my life and I need to figure out what I do and I don't like and this has been an idea that I've had to create this podcast for a long time and I've just been sitting on it because I've been scared quite frankly I you know have tried many other things and I just really want this to stick and I want it to work and I don't want to let other people's opinions affect me. And I think that this is applicable to a lot of people because I think a lot of people hold themselves back from doing things that they're really excited or passionate about, or they have all these great ideas, but they never act on them because they're afraid of what people are going to say. And 99% of the time, people aren't going to even say anything to your face. There have been so few things that people have actually said to my face that have like hurt my feelings about the things that I'm interested in and the things that I want to do. The rest of it is literally just things that I'm making up in my head that people are saying about me and what I assume they're saying about me. And that's more of a reflection of how I feel about myself. And if they are saying mean things about me, then who cares? As long as I don't have to hear it, then it doesn't have to take up any space in my own head. And the same goes for you, honestly. We're getting really deep here really quickly. So that is, I guess, what you can expect from this podcast. And honestly, another thing... On that same token is you, when you're doing these things that you love, that light you up, that you really have a passion for in life, most of the time you're doing it for yourself and to make other people happy or to light other people up or just to show other people that you're happy. Think about it. Like if you love to dance and dancing is your passion, you're doing it for the love of dance. You're doing it because that lights you up. And you know that dancing around other people, dancing in front of your family, brings them joy because it brings you joy most of the time right okay so obviously I know everyone's different but it lights other people up and it inspires other people when you're living in your truth and you're doing things that really excite you so the best thing that you can do for other people honestly is be fully yourself because that's when you're going to show other people that it's okay to be confident in who you are. It's okay to do these things, to be bold, to step outside the box. So think of it when you're being selfish and actually living your life true to yourself, that's also inspiring others. Anywho, what you can expect from this podcast, let's talk about that. This podcast is called The Star of the Show, if you haven't already figured that out. And this podcast is going to be all about anything from mental health, the trials and tribulations of life, work, stress, anxiety, current life happenings, just real life shit, any worries that you have, worries that I have that probably a lot of other people have but are too afraid to talk about. Um, We're going to talk about grief. We're going to go deep. We're going to talk about tips and tricks for maybe anxiety or just beauty life hacks and have real conversations with each other. Um, And then also we're going to talk about pop culture. We're going to talk about current favorites, TV, reality TV, 
old pop culture, new pop culture. We're going to talk about it all. My One of my biggest passions in life is TV, movies, pop culture, reality TV. I just love the entertainment industry. I always have from a young age. I wanted to be an actress. I literally would stand in front of my mirror and act out scenes from like my favorite TV shows and thought that I was going to be on The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody on Disney Channel. And I was delusional about that. And honestly, I miss the delusion that I used to have as a kid because that was that was pure. But that's what you can expect. We're going to go all over the place. So don't expect to stay in one niche. But I definitely want this to be a heavy base in talking about real life shit, things that people go through that maybe they don't talk about a lot. Um, I want you to learn a lot. I want us to have a real and honest conversations, but I also don't want it to be limited to just learning stuff. I want us to talk about fun things that excite us that we're interested in. And if you're into pop culture, if you're into theater at all, or movies or film or whatever books, we're going to talk about it all. So buckle up because we're going to go there. And every podcast, we're probably going to have a podcast or sorry, a pop culture minute. So it's going to be a pop I think I had a fun name for it that now I'm blanking. Um, And it's going to, oh, a pop of culture. Yeah, a pop of culture. That's what it's going to be. So every podcast episode, we're going to have a segment where it's a pop of culture. So we're going to talk about current things that I'm watching or that we're watching, things that are on the TV right now. Um, We're going to talk about things going on in pop culture news whatever is happening in reality TV, current favorite shows or books. And we're just going to have a grand old time. Right now, Scandaval has been taking up so much of my brain. If anyone here is familiar with Vanderpump Rules, basically, I'll give you a little synopsis if you have no clue what the hell I'm talking about. On this show called Vanderpump Rules on Bravo, there are multiple couples there is this big friend group. They live out in LA. And two of, well, one of the couples, Tom and Ariana, Tom Sandoval was having an affair with one of Ariana's best friends named Raquel, who also was previously engaged to another cast member named James Kennedy. They broke it off, I think, about a year ago. And Raquel's just been on a crazy, a crazy train this, this season, making out with everyone. She also had like a little blip with someone's ex-husband named Tom Schwartz, who used to be married to Katie Maloney. They're actually not even fully divorced, but she made out with him on the show this season. And then it came out recently in like the beginning of March that she was having a seven month affair with her friend's boyfriend of like eight or nine years. They have a house together, Tom and Ariana do. They own a business together. And yeah, Raquel was having an affair with him and it came out that like they had these like lightning bolt necklaces together to show that they love each other I guess she had slept over at Tom and Ariana's house while she was there or like slept in her bed or something crazy and then also um another crazy thing is I some there was some rumor that he like had gone one of them had gone to each other's family home for Christmas which I just think is weird and then Another thing that's crazy is how Ariana even found out about all this is I think that she had suspicion or that's at least what like people are claiming, 
but she found out because he was playing a show. He's in this cheesy band called the Tom and the Most Extras, and they were playing this show, and when he was playing on stage, his phone, I guess, dropped out of his pocket, so someone either went and got it or she went and got it, Ariana did, and she had it. She was holding it for him, and she just had a sneaky feeling that she needed to go through it, so she went through his phone and found videos of Raquel basically like naked I don't know like just very inappropriate videos of Raquel on FaceTime with Tom Sandoval so very scary and very um heartbreaking way to find out that someone that you love is cheating on you with one of your best friends I mean I can't even imagine what she's going through I will say, and I feel like this is a very uncommon, unpopular opinion amongst the Bravo world, I think that I'm scared for Tom and I'm scared for Raquel because of how much hate they're getting. Maybe not as much Tom because I feel like he's a narcissist who just like doesn't give a shit and he doesn't have a pulse or a touch on reality, but I'm scared for Raquel. I think she checked herself into like a mental hospital. I think I would have to if I was in her situation. I mean... She was getting so much hate on the internet, and I mean, it is so freaking messed up what she did, but I'm afraid for her mental state, and I hope that both of them use this time to actually get the help that they need and just become better, like grow and learn from this, because holy shit, this is crazy, and honestly has renewed my love for bravo tv for reality tv i can't even imagine that they're how like i can't even fathom how like good this is this is just crazy how incredible reality tv is because all of the cast members on vanderpump rules are just giving it like they're all giving their two cents they're all giving their opinion the reunion's gonna be crazy i'm so excited for the reunion i don't know when it comes out i think we're still like we're still in season of vanderpump rules and the craziest thing is that all of these like we're seeing kind of this play out so like the season that we're seeing right now is raquel and tom are like having an affair currently but obviously we don't know about it but there's all these little like tidbits and little nuggets of things that like we can pick up on now and be like that is so weird and like things that just both of them said that didn't age well and it's wild to watch in real time and I can't wait to see the reunion I think also they'll take because like the cameramen the producers they picked up back filming so that they could get all of this stuff on camera because the season had already been completed done editing pretty much um they had been done filming for a while and they picked the cameras back up to extend the season to get all of this on camera of Tom and Ariana, of Tom and Raquel. And I'm so interested to see how it play out, plays out. I think that it will probably be part of next season as well. Also, Raquel, we found out her name is actually Rachel. Um, I, I guess when she was growing up, someone found one of her yearbooks and her name is actually Rachel. And I just think that's so hilarious because she's like an off-brand Rachel. She's Raquel. Like she's trying to like make herself better. I don't know. Anywho, it's, it's, it's been taking up way too much of my brain. And it's just funny because I'm always like, I say I don't like drama, but then I love watching reality TV and it's just, it's just a blast. 
Um, so if you love reality TV, if you love pop culture and entertainment, stick around because we are going to talk about it and we're going to get other people's takes on it as well. Since we're here, we might as well just talk about, we might as well just do our pop of culture now because there's so many things that I want to talk about that are related to pop culture. Right now I am currently watching, well, I actually just finished it last night. I've been addicted to watching Laguna Beach reruns. Um, they have Laguna Beach in the Hills on Netflix now. So if you haven't already rewatched it, go rewatch it. I, I was hesitant to watch it because I was like, I know the second that I put this on, I'm going to be addicted and I'm going to be like back fully in Laguna Beach world. And that's exactly what happened. And I finished Laguna Beach last night and I'm, I started the Hills. So I think that there is way more seasons like that were put out there of Laguna Beach there's only two on Netflix, but it was like Lauren Conrad's narrating. She narrated, oh my gosh, can I talk? She narrated the first season and then Kristen Cavallari, um, she narrated the second season and then The Hills is like Lauren Conrad's spinoff show, which I feel like I never watched all of this like all the way through. So it's really fun for me because I love Kristen Cavallari. I love like a lot of those people on the show. I watched Stephen Coletti on One Tree Hill. Like it is my childhood, but I don't think, and of course Heidi. And like, I never really watched all of this all the way through and like got the full storylines or understood. Like I knew what the drama was for other people, but I, or I just didn't know the full storyline. So it's really interesting to me because now I have my own opinions on it versus like just what I hear, you know, in the media. Plus Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Coletti have their Back to the Beach like rerun replay podcast where they basically rewatch the episodes and talk about it and so that's really fun for me too but it's crazy because the first season like I said was narrated by LC Lauren Conrad and I I mean I like Lauren Conrad I don't have anything really bad to say about her but the first season like it just I don't feel like it painted her in the best light I, I didn't really like her in the first and second season like I felt like she was easily swayed it didn't show much of her personality it just, I don't know. Like I liked her. She seemed nice, but they just didn't give her much of like a personality. I felt like they pitted her and Kristen against each other, um, because they were fighting over Steven. Steven so clearly was like always about Kristen. And then like Kristen, the second season is like really not about Steven. And then Steven's like, well, maybe I guess I'll pursue Lauren. I I don't even know if he like fully pursued her. I guess we'll never really know or unless we listen to the back to beach, back to the beach podcast if they give that, you know, that away. But I just, I feel like I was really rooting for Steven and for Kristen because it's like that high school love that a lot of people have. And it's like, you just want them to be together because you know how much they love each other and they might not be expressing it the best way. And they're going to like really miss each other. or They're really going to, they, you know, they really love each other. And it's just like when you're in high school and someone goes off to college, it, you know, of course, you're not going to like try and make that work unless you like really, really love the person and like see a full future with them. But I was just really rooting for the two of them. And it's also funny because at the beginning of the, like the first season, it just doesn't seem like any of them have personalities. Like they made them seem, I feel like almost like ditzy and all of the conversations they were having were like very basic and surface level. And I don't know what it is about the show, but it just, I, I was instantly hooked. Like again, I was obsessed with it and yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's funny because there really wasn't much substance at first, but then of course it hooks you in with the storylines that they give. It's like funny, all of the like older references and a couple of the things really stood out to me was like their vocabulary. Like they use the word rad a lot 
and they also use the words like bro that's so hurting like if like someone hurt someone or someone made a mistake or did something bad like bad then they'd be like bro that's so hurting I'm like well I've never heard this before they also use the word gnarly and yeah what was rad gnarly um hurting there was another one but those are the main ones because I feel like people always think that these Californians say that's so rad like that's so totally tubular that's so gnarly bro but they actually do it's so funny they they actually were saying these words and I was like that's hysterical they fit the stereotype of like what people on the east coast think they say so that was funny to watch and now I'm on to the hills and I'm really excited to see that storyline play out I don't feel like Steven's really in it that much but I love it. I, I have a crush on 18-year-old Steven, but him, Lauren Conrad, and Kristen Cavallari all look so similar. They look the exact same. And like now in real in real life. And I was looking at some of the other cast members' Instagrams last night, and a lot of them look similar, but a lot of them look kind of different. Jason, I feel like had the best turnaround within like the last three years Jason was honestly the biggest asshole on the show he was just a a fuck boy and he like now is three years sober he's been married to his wife for like nine years they have two or three kids I think two kids but he looks like clean he just looks like well groomed and put together and it's just funny because he was such an asshole on the show and really treated every single girl so poorly and everyone can relate I feel like to having that relationship that was just you know not that good not that you know that forbidden love someone you really really like and love and care for and you're like very attracted to them but it's just never going to work and they treat you poorly and you believe them you believe they're sorry and then you go back to them and it just is like a never-ending a never-ending cycle and it's so funny because like you can never see it in the moment how bad it is and then you like look back and you're like wow that was so stupid of me and why did I ever you know put up with this and then in the show it's so funny because we get to like have a full like you know front seat to their relationship and or to like Jason and Jessica's relationship and to Jason and Alex's relationship and then Jason and Lauren Conrad for a brief second's relationship I'm like why did anyone put up with him like just say I'm done with you you're a piece of shit and honestly Lauren kind of did that at the end of the second season and I was like yeah girl your redemption get it and so then I feel like the end of the second season into the third or the into the hills is when I start to like really like Lauren um or at least they give her better a better storyline so enough about that I've been babbling on Laguna Beach for a while, but I'm rewatching that. I'm rewatching The Hills now. Um, I also started this show called Never Have I Ever on Netflix, and it's a really cheesy show. So, something you'll learn about me is I love a cheesy show. I love like Firefly Lane. I love Emily in Paris. I love Ginny in Georgia. I love anything of that nature. I love a cheesy Christmas movie. It's so weird because I feel like I didn't used to like these things, but I think it's just like the mindless lighthearted nature of it. And I like when a show isn't super long so I can like get through it fast, but I've been really addicted to these types of shows recently. And I feel like Netflix has a lot of good ones. So I'm on never have I ever, it is actually super cheesy. I feel like it wins on the cheesiness scale, 
but it's okay. It's good. Like, it's not my favorite, but it's also like, I don't know, it's worth watching or putting on when I don't really want to have anything serious on the TV. I downloaded it for the plane coming back from a work trip recently. And it was just like one of the only things that would download fast. So that's what I downloaded. And I actually liked it. Um, so something like to watch if you like cheesy shows. I also just started White Lotus for the first time. Um, my boyfriend Daniel and I are watching it and it is really good. Like everyone said the first season is not that good. And I love the first season. I think it's really good. I'm only up. Well, I won't spoil it if anyone hasn't watched it, but I'm probably in like the middle or towards the end of the season and nothing like crazy has happened yet. So I'm like, is this going to be anticlimactic? Is that why people say like, they don't really know what the show is about, but I don't know. I like it. And so does Daniel. We're like really actually into it. Um, so I'm excited for the second season since everyone says it's way better, but I'm into it. So I'll keep you posted on that, but I don't want to spoil anything if people haven't watched it. Other than that, I'm watching Vanderpump and Summer House. I love both of those shows. Summer House, I feel like hasn't been getting as much like people. I don't know, like the people on the show like the OGs are like all older now, or they have like, they're getting married, they're in serious relationships. And like, that's just what happens when you grow up your lives. Not that they're not interesting, but you're not gonna have as much drama to watch on TV, right? Especially if you want a healthy relationship, you're not going to have all of that drama or you're not gonna want it all blasted on the like the TV. Like Kyle and Amanda, for example, when they first started dating, he was like cheating on her, you know, going out and staying out late. I mean, granted, he's still kind of an idiot, but now the relationship is more tame. They got married. They like, you know, are talking about maybe having kids soon-ish. They have a business together. They're just not acting out as much. And I think like they try to bring a storyline a little bit and, you know, Kyle's still wild and stuff, but I wouldn't want my relationship put on blast on TV. If I wasn't, you know, I'm in a long-term relationship, I wouldn't want that necessarily put on the screen because I feel like it makes a relationship vulnerable, even a really good one. Um, and you know, Paige is dating Paige DeSorbo from Summer House is dating Craig, um, Conover from Southern Charm on Bravo as well. And I mean, I really love their relationship. It's fun to watch on TV, but again, like that's a somewhat healthy relation or it's a healthy relationship. I don't know why I said somewhat. And you know, it's sometimes people just don't want to put their like shit on blast. Right. And then especially with Carl and Lindsay, Carl Radke is a castmate who's like one of the originals. And he was like basically on, he was turning, like he was an alcoholic. He was addicted to alcohol and his brother passed away from addiction. So he basically used that like big life-changing moment in his life to get sober. And he has been for, I want to say like over a year now, I don't know exactly how long, but he's dating now. Well, he's engaged to Lindsay Hubbard, who's a fellow castmate. They were friends for years. They had like hooked up and dated a little bit on and off. And then he was just kind of, again, like a fuck boy. And now they're engaged and he is sober. And honestly, like he had such a glow up. He's looks, he's so good looking. He's so responsible. And I just love it for him because I feel like he is such a responsible King. And 
it must take a lot of willpower to not drink around these idiots who are drinking constantly. And I like the relationship. I feel like everyone shitted on them this season. Like everyone's like, you guys are moving too fast. They basically got engaged after like maybe 10 months of knowing each other, or maybe longer, but they got engaged really fast. They moved in really fast. However, they knew each other for like seven years. And who was anyone else to tell them like, you're moving too fast. They're like in their mid to late thirties. They've known each other for a really long time. They've dated before and now they're just in a like way different place in their life. So literally who gives a shit? I mean, I know it's like reality TV, so you probably have to stir the pot a little bit and you have to have like some sort of storyline and have something to shit on, but who cares? Literally who cares? They probably just need something to talk about, but I feel like they should add in, they have added in new characters and new like castmates, but it seems like they just don't have as much drama or as much going for them as they used to. I love Summer House though. And I would watch them even if it was like the most boring, like even if it was the most boring storyline, I would still watch it because I love all of the characters and I just want to know what's going on in their lives. So I'm still here for it, even if other people aren't. Other than that, uh, Coachella just happened. I don't know if the second weekend is over or if it's still going on. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about anyone else, but like, I don't like, I just don't see the big appeal with Coachella. I feel like it would be so much pressure to look like your absolute best. There's like all of these famous people and influencers there. I think it would make me feel really insecure. And maybe that's a thing that I need to work on, but it just seems like so much pressure. And then it's like the dust and the heat, and then it's cold at night. And then like, you know, everything costs a bajillion dollars. You have to get there and back, like the transportation. It just seems like a lot. So I feel like unless you're going with like a brand or going with like a specific company or someone sponsoring you to go, then I don't know that I would like willingly just go for fun. I don't know. Maybe I would have, I would feel differently if I was famous or, you know, a very successful, successful influencer and was like, had all this money and like had the luxury of just, you know, paying for transportation and all this shit but it seems like a lot it just seems like a hassle to me so I I I don't know it's so fun watching the outfits but in a way it just seems so I don't know it seems just yeah it just seems like a lot of pressure um so that's really all I have to say about that I do love watching all of the you know TikToks and Instagram posts and stuff about Coachella and just like judging their outfits which you know, me sitting here and like my, a bun on the top of my head and like a t-shirt or a tank top and shorts, no makeup, eating chips on my couch, just being like, yeah, hate her outfit, love her outfit. She could have used this. Like, <laughs> it's like that meme on, um, online where it's like, she looks so terrible. She looks so ugly. And it's like this like overweight guy on a couch eating chips being like the one who's judging. So can't really judge because everyone is different. I don't know. I'm trying to turn this into a lesson right now, but anywho, moving on. Um, yes, getting back to the whole point of the show. Um, again, this is called the star of the show podcast. And I really, what I want for this podcast or what I want for this show is it's called star of the show for multiple reasons. First of all, I think being like most glaringly obvious is just that like I used to be a huge theater nerd. I tried every sport in the book, but theater was just always what lit me up the most. And yeah, that's just that's who I am. I'm a freaking 
theater girly. I literally could listen to Broadway show tunes at a pregame and that would make me even happier than like listening to anything else. My friends tease me for it and I freaking love it. But if you know, you know. And yeah, I just love, I love obviously movies, film, TV. And I think that like the whole idea behind the star of the show is like, I had this idea a while ago. You have to be the center of your own life, right? You have to be the star of the show of your own life. And whatever that means for you, like, I just don't feel like I was living that way. So this show is almost like my expression of that. My, um, and I hope like everyone else's expression of that is like, we have to be the center of our own world and not in like an egotistical way. But I think for me personally, I prioritize other people's feelings and thoughts over my own. I don't know how I got there, but I do. And if I feel like I'm making someone else uncomfortable or they're not having a good time or they're not happy in that moment, you know, they're unsatisfied in some way, I feel like I have to make it better. I feel like I'm the one who is responsible for that and has to like overcompensate or has to make sure that they're having a good time. Everyone's accounted for, everyone's feeling good. Otherwise it makes me feel like I failed. And I think that's a, that is a huge issue. That is like all ego, all pride, like all in a way that is selfish. Cause I'm like, I just want everyone to be happy and let, like feel good all the time, but that's just not realistic. And so a lot of what I've been working on in therapy specifically has been like, you know, maybe this person does hate me. Maybe they don't. Maybe this person thinks I'm stupid maybe this person is not having a good time or they blame me or think they think it's all my fault or I'm wrong and that's maybe that's that's the case maybe it's not but maybe it is and just being okay with that and living my life more on my own terms and making my own decisions and not second guessing my decisions so much because it's crippling it really is crippling and I think that you know a lot of this like star of the show like this expression of star of the show is taking back like control of your own life making your decisions making bold decisions and I like equate it to a show where there's a main character and maybe she's a little not not, I don't want to say ditzy but maybe she's a little like she doesn't have her life all figured out she doesn't she doesn't you know she's not a perfectionist she doesn't have like every single thing always thought out like I kind of think of like the movie Uptown Girls with Brittany Murphy and Dakota Fanning, or I think of like Sex in the City or Emily in Paris. Like these girls, they are maybe don't have it all figured out, but they act with like confidence and assuredness. Like they make decisions and they just act on impulse. They do the things that they say they're gonna do, they wanna do, they dress the way they wanna dress, they, you know, say how they feel they do things and it's messy. They wake up, their apartment's not put perfectly clean. It's all, all, it's all a mess. They're maybe making mistakes. They're, you know, sleeping with the wrong person or dating the wrong person or, you know, making the wrong decisions at work. And I'm, I'm using wrong in quotes because I think that my brain got so into like right versus wrong. There's only black and white. And if I make the wrong decision, it's going to destroy everything. Or if I make the right decision, then like, you know, it took me way much, like much longer to make decisions because I was like, it has to be the right one. It has to be correct. And I'll get into this probably in like another episode, but recently 
you know, with my therapist, I've been working on treating like my OCD tendencies. I don't know if I've been like formally diagnosed because she's not a psychiatrist, but basically told me that I have OCD. So, um, it's all like more so thought-based. So we'll get into that another time, but basically how many times can I say the word basically? Basically, I have been trying to get away from this idea of everything being just right. Everything being like perfect, the right decision, because that's just not how life is. Maybe you're going to make a decision that isn't quote unquote the right one, but it leads you in a better direction. If it wasn't the a, a decision that was quote unquote right, maybe it taught you what you don't want. Maybe it taught you like, actually, this is more of the direction I see myself going in. And that's still okay. That still helps like form your life and, and shape your life. And even if it goes miserably, then at least you learned something or you had an experience. And that's just how life is. Like not everything is going to be perfect. And that's just not how it's designed to be. We are not perfect human beings. No one is. And that's nothing to strive for. So my point is these like main characters in these shows, they make these messy decisions. They act on their messiness. They take action and don't think about it so much. And I admire that. And I think it's so fun to watch because of, of course it always ends up going messy and, you know, something happens in the plot and then, and the end, normally it's a happy ending. And I think that that's the whole point is like, let's take messy action on our lives. Let's live boldly. Let's wear the color. Let's wear the thing that feels a little bit out there. Let's do the things that light us up and be unapologetic about it. And that's the whole mission of this this podcast. And that's just, I think, the whole mission of my life and what I want to work more towards. So I'm hoping that this podcast will keep me accountable to be more of who I am and inspire other people to be more of who you are too and step into that. Ask yourself, like, what do I want? Ask yourself, what would, like, the truest version of me do? And, like, what would actually light me up? Not other people, What not worrying about what other people would think or what would they would say and actually doing it because you care about it. You think it's cool. You think it's, you know, fun or it will make you happy. That is all that matters. And I think taking back this narrative of like, if I do things that make me happy, if I only think about myself, then it's selfish. I'm selfish. You know, I'm a brat or I'm a bitch or whatever. No, if you are living your life fully and authentically, of course, have humility. Like, but the thing is, I was so far on the other spectrum. And I think a lot of people are of trying to please everyone and living my life according to everyone else that that was almost selfish too, because it's like, that's in, in perp, that's just never going to happen. I'm never going to make every single person happy. So living my life for actually myself and, And I think that when you're doing that, it makes everything else in your life easier. And I don't want to say like easier, it makes things easy, but it makes things fall into place a little bit more. Like if I'm doing things that truly make me happy, I'm probably not going to resent, you know, my boyfriend. I'm not going to resent my family, my friends. I'm not going to be angry at the world because I'm actually doing what lights me up. I'm probably going to be nicer to people. I'm probably going to be more welcoming, more kind, more giving because I'm doing things in my time that actually fill up my cup so that I can have energy for other people as well. So that's kind of the whole point behind Star of the Show. And it also has to do with the fact that this is going to be, you know, about pop pop culture from time to time. It's going to be about, you know, stuff in the media and entertainment. And we're going to talk about 
all all sorts of life happenings, life life real life things. So buckle up and let's stop caring what the haters think. Let's stop worrying about being cringy because literally I, I actually kind of hate this. I hate that people will talk about being cringy so much because what even is cringy? You know what I mean? Just freaking live your life and do what you want to do. And if it's cringy for other people, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? They're not your friends. They're not your people. If they're really saying things that are nasty about you, it's not worth it. Our lives are so short in the retrospect. They're so precious. So you might as well live your life for yourself and not worry about the rest. So I think that's about all I have for today. But we are going to get back into it. And we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to we're gonna go deep. We're going to have fun. We're going to talk about crazy shit. And we're going to have some guests. We're going to have friend guests. I might have my mom on the pod. We're, I might have my boyfriend on the pod to give some business advice, talk about living with an entrepreneur. We're maybe going to have some people on the pod that I don't know and hear their take on things. And I'm excited. I've got a lot planned. So let's keep each other accountable to living our best lives and being the star of the show of our own lives. But that is all I have for you today. And I hope you enjoyed. If you like this podcast, please rate and review it. That would really help me out. And I hope that you keep coming back for more. I'm really excited about this and I think it's going to be amazing. So thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time. (laughs) 